together, let's join in for our call to worship. And it's found printed in our, our order for this Ash Wednesday service. Have mercy on me, O God, according to your unfailing love. According to your great compassion, blot out my transgressions. For I know my transgressions, and my sin is always before me. I was sinful at birth, sinful from the time my mother conceived me. Cleanse me with hyssop, and I will be clean. Wash me, and I will be whiter than snow. Hide your face from my sins and blot out all my iniquity. Do not cast me from your presence or take your Holy Spirit from me. Restore to me the joy of your salvation and grant me a willing spirit to sustain me. Hallelujah. Oh, praise be to the Lord. And let's rise to our feet saints at this time and give praise to our great God. How many know we serve a great God? How great is our God? Hallelujah! Praise your name, Lord Jesus. We serve a great God today. And we love you from the depth of our hearts. Sing with me. 
so you see your kingdom, O oh God, when you look at us, amen, instead of the stain of our sin and guilt. Thank you for giving us a fresh start in you, O oh God, making us whole and pure. So this service this day, we ask, come on in, Holy Spirit. Have your way, O oh God. And we give you thanks and praise for all you're going to do and do our midst this day. And Lord, for these next 40 days, as we journey in and with you, Lord Jesus, and it's in your mighty name, Lord Jesus, we all join together to say, Amen and Amen. Praise your name, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. And this is an opportunity for us to open our hearts and our, our arms, our lives, to ask God as we sing, I surrender all, all to you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus, all to you. Thank you, Lord Jesus.
And then to reflect on what is the plan that God has for us today. Not what our plan is, but what God's plan is. We shared a devotion uh, this past Sunday. It's a Lenten devotion. And if you haven't gotten it, we can make some copies for you. It actually comes from the seminary that I graduated from. They, they make a devotion every year. And the devotion is from written by students and teachers, professors, people in the community. And they actually um, print it out and they make it available that you can listen to it by audio. It's really nice. And so today it started off with the story of Jonah. What do we usually think of when we hear the, the name Jonah? Jonah and the whale. We always think about the whale, but we never think about the people of Nineveh. It's almost like we should say Jonah and the people of Nineveh. Because really, the story is about the people of Nineveh. The people of Nineveh was having some problems, and they needed some help, and God sent Jonah to help. What did Jonah want to do? He didn't want to help at all. <laughs> I was wondering if Jonah had heard that prayer from Second Chronicles that Sylvia read for us. If my people, who are called by my name, would humble themselves and seek my face and pray. Do y'all think uh, Jonah heard that prayer? I don't think he did. <laughs> Maybe he might have, well, the gospel wasn't written yet, so he couldn't hear the, the I am the vine and you are the branch. <laughs> you need, he thought he was the vine. <laughs> he needed to understand that he was not the vine, he was the branch. But Jonah struggled with a situation we all struggle with, and that is what God wants versus what I want or we want. And so I had this little chart on that paper today to talk about some things. What does God want versus what we want? Can anybody give us an example? Something God wants, but we want it differently. Any idea? Maybe you start with, what do I want and what does God want for me? What's something you want? You want to be productive. Praise God. And then what's something God wants for you? What, what does God want? There, there it is, a sign. You said it. A sign that a lot of times we want to procrastinate. So we want to procrastinate. But what does God want? He wants productivity productivity. He wants us to get up and move and do something. Sometimes God will say, be still and know that I am with you. But that's when we're praying, right? So if we're not being productive doing things, we should be productive in our prayer life, right? But definitely, he doesn't want us procrastinating. What's something else? Who said that, Larry? He wants us to love everybody. And what do we want? We want to love the people we want to love. The people that's easy to love, right? I thought you were Exactly. We want it on our time. We want it right now. We want to have it our way, just like Burger King. We want it right now. We want the, the microwave. We want it to happen now. And what does God want? Slow down. Slow wait on his time, right? Wait on the Lord, Helen. What else? 
sometimes about love. What about being kind? God wants us to be kind, right? That goes along with the loving. And what do we want? <laughs> we want to be able to say, don't make me take my Jesus hat off. <laughs> don't let me forget I'm a Christian for two seconds here. <laughs> Anything else? He wants us to trust in him. That's a real good one, Carrie. He wants us to trust in him. And what do we want? We want to trust in who? Ourselves or things we can feel and touch and hold on to. We want to trust in our money. We want to trust in things that we can see and know how it's going to happen. Does it, Kathy? Oh, that's a good one. God wants us to be forgiving. And what do we want? Oh, Helen. <laughs> Helen got out so fast. We want revenge. We and that's kind of what's taking us back to Jonah. You see, Jonah wanted what? He wanted the revenge. He wanted the people to suffer. They had committed all of these sins. They had done all of this wrong. And so when, when God told Jonah, go to the people, he said, no, you're just going to forgive them anyway. You're just going to be patient and kind with them anyway. And Jonah absolutely did not want that at all. Terrence is going to put the scripture up for me from Jonah. Let's read it together. He prayed, oh, but, Jonah, but to Jonah, this seemed very wrong, and he became angry. He prayed to the Lord, isn't this what I said, Lord, when I was still at home? That is what I tried to forestall by fleeing to Tarshish. I knew that you are a gracious and compassionate God, slow to anger and abounding in love, a God who relents from sending calamity. Jonah wanted the revenge. God wanted to love. He wanted to extend grace and mercy and kindness. He wanted to be slow to anger. And Jonah got so upset about it, he went the opposite direction. Think about that. Jonah would prefer the punishment as opposed to the promise. How many of us can admit we're like Jonah sometimes? We want the people to suffer. Like somebody hurts me, I want to hurt them back. I was at Dunkin' Donuts the other day. That girl was getting on my nerves, the cashier, y'all. She had a bad attitude. All I wanted was some donuts. I was like, we don't have that kind of donut. Well, what kind of donut do you have? Like, <laughs> I got to get my act together, y'all. <laughs> I got to get my act together. But you know how something, and it was so, it was donuts. It was donuts. It was silly on both of our parts. It was donuts. But how many of us have had that time when we encounter, we, we okay when we by ourselves? As long as ain't nobody around us, we doing good. We praying right. Our attitude is right. Everything is good. Somebody come in the room, there it goes. Because they going to do something. And you're going to have to get your get back, right? <laughs> and that Jonah, he, was, he preferred the punishment versus the promise. And every single day, saints, 
every single moment, we get to have the same choice. Do we want the punishment or the promise? Do we want the holy or do we want the unholy? Do we want the sacred or do we want the sinful? That's what our choices are. And so as we come together today, we are talking about Ash Wednesday and how to get rid of those qualities in ourselves, or maybe we don't ever get rid of them, but maybe how to minimize them so that they are less and less and less. How many of y'all want to be a little bit different by the time we get to Easter? We all got something we need to work on. I know I need to work on my attitude. I got an attitude problem, y'all. I just... I do not need... <laughs> you see, you see, y'all got a judgment problem. <laughs> Look, here I am with my get back. I can't even hold it two seconds, y'all. <laughs> that is the example. <laughs> we all got to work on ourselves, don't we? <laughs> we all got work to do, but I do. I got an attitude problem. And you see people agree with me. <laughs> If you don't know what your problem is, just ask somebody around you. They'll tell you what you need to work on. You think you need to work on exercising and dieting. No, you need to work on your attitude or whatever it is they think. Being more grateful, being more honest, being more loving, being more kind, being more patient. Go home and ask somebody today what they think you need to work on. Don't don't shake your head, no. Don't shake. Don't shake your head. <laughs> Y'all that live by yourself, just call somebody. I know you got a phone number. We'll tell you what you need to work on. But one thing I have always enjoyed about Pastor Toby is she would make sure we had a list of feasting and fast and uh, feasting and fasting. And so this year we have the same list. What habits do I engage in that are destructive to my spiritual health? Every single one of us have one or two or more. Am I attached to any material thing? If your cell phone is always in your hand, you might be on that category. If you always got the TV on, you might be in that category. If you're always watching the news or reading the news, you might be in that category. Are there any areas of my life that are not in balance? Every one of us got one. Do I devote too much or not enough time to any one thing or person? And this can be good things. You know, sometimes I, I think about um, people who like to exercise. Maybe they're exercising, you know, every day of the week, you know, three or four hours a day, which is great. But are you doing it so much that you're not doing other things, you know? So it has to be balanced. Stay balanced. So if you all look at the list, we can fast from all of these things. Watching television. Too, you know, uh, too much caffeine. Too much social media. Uh, eating unhealthy. We all got, anybody with me got the unhealthy food thing going on? Uh, leaving critical posts. Like, some of us are real critical. Um Running errands only for yourself. We can all ask somebody, I'm going to the grocery store, you need something? Uh, Keeping grudges, ooh, that's a good one. Uh, Going to the movies too much, gossiping or being dishonest. 
watching violent movies. We all watch the movies we shouldn't be watching. Some comedians, I need to get myself together. There's some comedians that crack me up, but I know I need to turn, turn the station. <clears throat> you know, so fasting from these things, what can we feast on? Spending more time with our family. You know, social interaction, real social interaction. Walking, taking a walk and enjoying God's creation. Doing a chore for somebody else. Exercising in a healthy, in a good way. Positive attitudes, writing notes about another. Like, I love those people who write those little yellow sticky notes and leave them all around. Uh, making amends. You know, sometimes we need to be the ones to apologize. Being truthful and honest. Remembering God's great love for you. Offering a babysit for somebody. Recycling is on the list. So I want you to write down, what am I fasting from and what am I feasting on? Just one thing. And then I also have on here, because during this time of Lent, we are supposed to be dedicating ourselves to prayer. Who is one person, and I know all of us got a multitude of people that we can pray for, but who is one person that you know right now could really use your consistent and persistent prayer? Maybe that's your child. Maybe that's a parent. Maybe it's your next-door neighbor. But somebody that over these next 40 days, you are going to pray for them every day. What is a place? And when I say place, we have places all, all over the world that are in trouble. Right now, Russia is a hot mess. China is a hot mess. Ukraine is a mess. Uh, Afghanistan is a mess. All of these places that we hear about, which one can we pray for? America is a mess. Thank you for saying that. And what's one thing you can pray for? And when, I, when I'm talking about a thing, it's like maybe it's you want to pray for a social justice issue or you might want to pray for women's rights or you might want to pray that we finally get some solutions and some answers that we have. Maybe you want to pray about racism. Maybe, I don't, what's the one thing that you can pray for? And then over these next days of Lent, pray every day. You see, I want you to take this paper home and think about the things God wants but what you want and how to be on the side of what God wants and how to feast from some, uh, fast from some things and feast on other things. You see, because at the end, we're going to look back at these sheets on Good Friday. Say Good Friday. Pastor Kelly, why are you talking about Good Friday? Because we know it's coming, y'all. We know it's coming. We know, we know the resurrection is coming, Amen. So we got to be ready for these things. So what is one thing that you believe God wants for you during the Lenten season? A way to grow, a way to be productive, a way to be more spiritual, a way to be more grounded and more rooted. And the last sentence says, what God and I can work on. You see, because we're not doing this by ourselves. We are doing this with God. Good morning, God. Good afternoon, God. Good evening, God. What is your plan for me today? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Saints, we're going to go into a time of personal repentance. And we're just going to take about five minutes or so just to quietly and silently pray before God. And you can sit in your chair if you want. You can come up and kneel on the floor if you want or 
those of you that want to turn around on your chair and get on your knees, but just about five minutes of personal prayer, asking God, what is your plan for me today? And then our lay pastor, Helen Britt, after those five minutes, she's going to come up and close, say a group prayer for all of us and close us in prayer, and, and then we're going to anoint with ashes. So let's take some time to pray.
praise the Lord, saints. Oh, Lord, you are the center of our joy, Lord. You are the center of our joy, Lord. You, Lord, we can't make it without you, Lord Jesus. Lord, we need you not every hour, but every second of the day, Lord. We need you, Lord. Lord, you said in your word, call upon me, and I will show you great and mighty things, Lord, that we do not know, Lord. Lord, we come today, Lord. We come repenting of our sins today. Lord, sins that we have sinned against you and you only, Lord, that you be right when you speak and just when you judge, Lord. So, Lord, we ask you to forgive us our sin, Lord, and throw them in the sea of forgetfulness and remember them no more, Lord. Now, Lord, you said, Lord, if my people, my people who is to us, Lord, with uh would humble themselves and pray and seek your faith and turn from our wicked ways. You said, then will you hear from heaven and you will forgive our sins, Lord. And you would heal the land, Lord. So I thank you, Lord, for this day right now, Lord. We call it upon you, Lord. It's in times like these, Lord, that we need a savior, Lord. Lord, I know you sit high and you look low, Lord, but nothing is hidden from you, Lord Jesus. So, Lord, I come today. Lord, you heard about all those mass students, Lord. You heard about them, Lord. You were present, Lord. You didn't do it, Lord, but you heard. You know about them, Lord. And, Lord, our land needs to be healed, Lord Jesus. Lord, our earthquakes over in Syria, Lord, over in Turkey, Lord Jesus. Oh, Lord, heal those lands, Lord. You Ukraine, Lord, these wars and rumors of wars, Lord Jesus. Lord, you know our president went over there this week, Lord. And, Lord, we thank you for protecting him over there, Lord Jesus. But, Lord, we, you told us to pray for those in authority, Lord. We praying for our president. We praying for our vice president, Lord Jesus. We're praying for our senators and our congressmen and our governors and our mayors, Lord, and our councilmen and our committee members, Lord. All those in authority, Lord Jesus. We lift them up before you today, Lord, and ask you to give them wisdom, Lord. Give them knowledge, Lord, and help them to be for all the people, not just some of the people, Lord. Straighten out this land, Lord Jesus. Straighten out America, Lord. We need you, Lord. We need you, Lord. We need you in our homes today, Lord. Some of our homes are falling apart, Lord. But, Lord, oh, but, Lord, we need you, Lord. And we know that you're a problem solver, Lord. You're a way maker, Lord, that you can fix our homes, Lord. Our schools, Lord Jesus. Oh, people are taking guns to school and doing all kinds of things, killing up our young people today, Lord. Lord, I ask you to have your own way in our lives today, Lord. Help us repent of our sins and come to you, Lord, humbly before you, Lord, and know that you'll make a way out of no way for us, Lord Jesus. Help us, Lord. We need you today, Lord, in this Lenten season, Lord. Lord, has to help us to be transformed by the renewing of our minds, Lord. When our minds get right, then, Lord, we change our hearts of change, Lord. We need heart surgery, Lord. We need heart surgery. Even in the church, Lord, Lord, we need to repent, Lord, in the church today, Lord. We need a new start, a new way, Lord, a new beginning, Lord, help us, Lord. Help us right now, Lord. Help us as today is started Ash Wednesday. 
to start a new, Lord, in you, Lord. So I say thank you, Lord. I thank you for all the prayers that went up today, Lord. Lord, we know that you hear prayers and you answer prayers, Lord. You said ask and it should be given. You said seek and you should find. And you said knock and the doors will be open, Lord. So I thank you for all that you're doing, Lord. Lord, you know what we stand in need of, Lord. Somebody need a healing in their body today. Somebody need a healing in their emotions today, in their finances today, Lord. Somebody need a healing in their home, Lord. Lord, and I ask you to bless those in that uh, explosion out in Bedford, Lord Jesus, and those in hospital, the young men that died, Lord Jesus. Uh, Lord, I pray for those that are bereaved today, Lord, those that have lost loved ones, Lord. Lord, you are the lifter of our heads, Lord Jesus. And I ask you to be the comfort of all comforters for them, Lord. So I thank you, Lord. And I praise you, Lord. And I give you honor. I give you glory, Lord. And we thank you for going to that cross, Lord. We thank you for dying for us, Lord. I believe, Lord, if it had just been me, you still would have went, Lord. So I say thank you, Lord. And I praise you, Lord, for all that you're going to do for us this Lenten season, Lord. And we just give you praise and honor, and we appreciate you in Jesus' name.
Ruby for making sure we got the palms and the ashes. Thank you, Ruby. 